Welcome to the I Am Somebody podcast. This is a collaborative project between Focus Recovering Wellness Community, NAMI Hancock County, LGBTQ Plus Spectrum of Finley, and other volunteers. In this podcast, we hear recovery stories from people who suffer from mental health conditions, substance use, and trauma. We also hear from service providers, family members, and other community supporters of recovery. The subject matter of this podcast may be difficult for some listeners. The views and opinions expressed on the I and Somebody podcast are those of individuals being recorded and do not necessarily reflect the official policies or positions of the partnering agencies. Stick around after the podcast for information on local and national resources for mental health, substance use, and trauma services. I am somebody. 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 I am Destiny and I am somebody. Hi everyone and welcome to the I Am Somebody podcast. I'm Amanda and today I have my fabulous co-host Larissa. Howdy. Today um, on this episode we have Destiny. Destiny, how are you doing today? I am lovely. 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 Do you have any hobbies, Destiny? I do, I do. Um, Right now, I'm actually currently working on my music. Um, I kind of want to stray for a little bit, but I'm actually teaching myself how to play guitar by ear because I have cognitive problems right now. But um, yeah, I I write music. I do some poetry. I also make some bomb tacos. Ooh. Why are we just now hearing about that? Right. Why didn't you bring some today? I didn't want to like bring it up. I don't know. (laughs) <laughs> I just, I don't know, I don't know. But yeah, I like to cook, um, just kind of spend some time with family. Cool, awesome. I like that. Yeah. it's great. Um, I guess I want to start out with um, why do you, why, why, what, what inspired you to want to share your story with us here today? Well, um, so I actually saw your guys' setup at um, Pride Fest a couple Ooh. weeks ago at Riverside. Um, and I was just, you know, cruising in the park, chilling, you know, me and some drags, chilling. Um, and I actually, so I relate a lot to butterflies. And I saw the mm-hmm. butterfly. I feel like um, butterflies, in, our, in a sense, are my symbolism for new journeys. And I was just like, oh, a butterfly. Okay, maybe this is like calling my name. So I kind of went up to the setup. And I, I think, I don't know if it, was it you, Amanda? Was it you? Were you at the setup? No, um, there is another coworker that okay. looks like me, Max, probably. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just kind of talking, um, um, and kind of just read through, you know, what I am somebody kind of really stands for, and I was just like, wow, this is great, you know. In Finley, this isn't talked about a lot, you know. Um, so I think it's great just to have like a podcast about, you know, even if you're recovering from certain addictions or mental health illnesses and just going on your journey like I think it's great to have something like this where somebody can come on and share their story and it could possibly like help somebody later on in life you know yeah and they get through their journey yeah I I thought it was great and I was just like well I got like a really big you know interesting thing these (laughs) last couple months have been man I'm just like um you know I was like I'll give it a shot I really kind of was like nervous about it because I just my story is very um it's complex and it's my story and it is there's very sensitive parts to it um and I am still healing from those parts 
but I was just like, you know, I hope this could reach somebody later on. Like, um, I got diagnosed with FND and I didn't even know what that was. So it's just like, I um, I hope like that could help somebody later on. You want to give a a brief definition for the, for the crowd here? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, FND, it's a neurological disorder on which the brain sends and receives messages to the body. Um, so currently I, I don't really have that. Um, my brain has problems processing, you know, certain things. Um, I guess the way doctors told me it's not the structural problem of the brain. It's, um, the hardware. So it's my nervous system. So, um, F and D you can really, um, my symptoms were like tremors. I get ticks. Um, sometimes I'll just like stare out of space. I'll have absent, um, non-epileptic seizures. Um, you know, uh, paralysis that was new. Um, I was like, I've never experienced paralysis on my body at all. Like that's just never been a thing. So, yeah. but F and D, scary. Um, like, ooh, yeah, that's yeah, terrifying. It's I don't know mm-hmm. when I like I went to Cleveland Clinic and was talking about it with them, and you know, some doctors were like, oh well, you know, we want to get you into some therapies because there's not there's no medication to treat F and D. So. Um, it was just mind blown. Cause I'm like, how did I, you know, how did I get this? I was just like, I've never knew I had it. It went undiagnosed. You know, I'm 26 years old and I could have had this like my whole life. I don't, you know? So yeah, yeah it's, it's, it was very scary. Oh, I bet. What, um, do you want to kind of take us through like, I guess I don't know. Like, I don't want to just be like, yeah, you want to yeah, yeah, yeah. dive in, but yeah, like, let's dive in. Let's but dive you know, in. wherever, wherever you want to start. I, yeah. So know. I'll kind of just kind of talk about me. Yeah. Um, my name is destiny. Um, I was born and raised in Finley, Ohio. Um, you know, I've kind of lived here a majority of my life. You know, this town has my heart, but it also has a lot of trauma behind it. Um, I'm 26 years old. Um, I also am a mother to two beautiful children. Um, like I said earlier, uh, music is one of my greatest hobbies. It's helping me right now get through a lot of things in poetry and cooking. Um, you know, I'm actually currently working on a business plan to set up a taco truck. Oh, so yeah. And this, then you'll share your tacos with yes, us. Yes, then I will. Yes, yes, yes. No, yeah, we don't just do. be giving out the recipes. Oh, you know. Well, of course not. Yeah. We, we'll, we'll, we'll come support. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah, always. Um, but you know, I, I am an adult survivor of, um, child sexual abuse, um, and then, so how the neurological displays into that. So, um, the number one cause for functional neurological disorder is sexual abuse in women. Um, I did not know that. Yeah. It's, well, I, yeah, like I said, I didn't even know it. I was just like, I didn't even know what that was like, huh? But it's pretty much like, um, so I had a lot of PTSD growing up, but my parents never, took me to therapies and got me the therapies I needed so it kind of just got suppressed in my head yeah and um you know I just I don't know as a kid like I guess I couldn't handle it I don't know and then it recently got triggered and now it's just you know it's causing all this stuff so I didn't know like this like being sexually abused you could develop like a whole disorder like a whole neurological disorder yeah, I was going to say, I feel like the thing about, like, trauma, especially, that, like, a lot of people, like, I don't want to say don't, like, recognize, but the fact that, like, if you don't address it, I mean, it, m- more times than not, it, I mean, it sits in, like, festers beneath the surface, and then, like, either you you, you deal with it, or it's going to come back and make right. you deal with it, like. Right. Yeah, and that's, like, so, 
when I found out about the FND, I, I went and did some of my own digging into like my history because certain things I did remember, but I didn't like know the results. I'm like, well, was CPS involved? Like, why wasn't I with like foster parents? Like what, you know, yeah. what? So I actually went up to the courthouse, Finley Courthouse, and I asked for my documents when I was a kid and it was in there. So it made wow. sense to why I developed this neurological disorder. Um you know, some of my family neglected me and then they put me back into the place where all the abuse happened. It, that kept happening over and over and over. So from the time I was seven years old up to when I was 14 years old. Wow. That is a long time as well. Yeah. I say, not gonna lie though, that's kind of badass just walk, like walking <laughs> into the courthouse and <laughs> like, give me my papers. Yeah, I mean, they didn't <laughs> say anything. Like, I didn't need an attorney or anything because it was like my, you know, once you're 18, you can get any legal documents that happened to you when you were little. Yeah. But I just, I was like, I need to understand how I got this. And, you yeah. know, it just kind of made sense. Like, I was just like, wow, like I was only seven years old. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, props <laughs> to you. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's, you know, it's, it's been a journey. I will definitely say like going through the sexual abuse trauma that I went through, um, it's made me stronger in a sense, you know, and now I'm just kind of, I really want to advocate more with sexual abuse victims because it's just, you know, it, it needs to be talked about. Yeah. It needs to be talked about. Absolutely. That's why I'm very like grateful to be on this podcast that like we're able to like have this platform to talk about this stuff because i mean so many so many things i feel like like it really like um, boils back to like the stigma around stuff that like i like it's important to talk about this stuff and like you know i mean other people have experienced similar things and i i yeah and that that's kind of like why i was like kind of interested to come on here because yeah. i was just like wow i like maybe my story could help somebody else that's going through similar situations you know and some people like they just don't reach out for help or not necessarily reach out for help. They don't know how to. Yeah. Right. So I was just like, this would be great. And I feel like maybe, you know, the listeners could really relate and yeah. help their journey. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm excited. Very, um, very big advocates on uh, destigmatizing. Yes, yeah. yeah. Do you think that like um, learning about your history and stuff, like, did that, like, did you find that to be like beneficial to you then? Um, yes, yes. Later on, I did. Um, later on, I did. At first, I was just kind of like, "What?" So I'll kind of just give you guys a rundown how I kind of like all this came together. So, uh, December of 2022, I was working. Um, I was a server at this fancy taco place in Perrysburg. And I was just, you know, going into the kitchen, dropping my dishes off and stuff. And I look up and a cup rack falls and hit me in the front of my forehead. Like just bam, smack. Um, I went into multiple seizures, at least two. Oh my gosh. Um, I woke up and my coworkers were just kind of holding me. Um, the ambulance was there. I didn't really remember what happened. I just remember like, ow, like my head hurts super bad. I'm just like, what the heck? So they took me to the hospital. Um... They said that I had a seizure, but I was like, well, why does my head hurt so bad? And they're like, well, you also got hit with like a cup rack. So I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense. But I was just like, you know, ow. Um, So I ended up going home. You know, they released me. They said, just follow up with your doctors, all that, did that. So a week later, 
Um, I was having troubles talking. I was stuttering a lot and that's never happened. Like just saying like, whoa, 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 whoa. Like I couldn't even form sentences. And I was like, this is weird. Um, I also was having troubles like with my right leg was very numb, um, needle like, um, pain. And just, I couldn't, I was having troubles like picking up stuff, like stuff like this cup would just fall out of my hand. It's falling out of my hand. So I, I called my parents. I was like, hey, I think I need to go back to the hospital. I'm like, this ain't right. Yeah. And then that's when I found out I had a seizure for three hours. Like I had, yeah, because I just, yeah, they thought I was having a stroke. So I went to Blanchard Valley. Um, I got admitted. And they told me that I had non-epileptic seizures. Um, so something about uh, non-epileptic seizures, they are not treatable with medication. Um they're not, you know, when you have a non-epileptic seizure, it doesn't show up on a brain scan. So it's kind of like some doctors will say, like, it's all in your head, but it's it's actually not, you know, certain things can trigger it, like um, getting a concussion, for sure. Yeah, that, I, I, would, trigger it. I would imagine so. Yeah. <laughs> so um, this one doctor just kind of, like, put me on this medicine, and I just, I don't know, I didn't really know anything about it. So I was like, okay, you know, I'll just take the medicine. Go home three days later. Medicine made me worse. I'm still not able to talk. I'm still not able to walk. What the heck? Yeah. So um, my doctor told me to go to Cleveland Clinic right away. So my brother and my dad rushed me to Cleveland Clinic, sitting in the ER. You know, I'm having problems with lights. You know, I'm wearing my sunglasses. I'm wearing headphones because it's just, you know, I'm, you know, I'm not able to form sentences and walk or I'm in a wheelchair. Like, it was just crazy. Um. And then they got me in. They said the same thing, like having not of epileptic seizures. But the thing was, I wasn't able to walk. So I couldn't go home until I was able to walk. Yeah. And then later, like they admitted me and um, doctors came in. They did like um, like the drop test, like where like they drop like your arms and stuff. My right arm just kept dropping, just kept dropping. And then you have to do this test where like you have to like lift your arm and your leg up. So the left side of my body was doing it, but I could not move my right leg up or my right arm up at all like so like mm, it wasn't going that's gotta be extremely terrifying it it was scary it was really scary because i've never experienced like anything like this at all so um that's when a team of neurologists came in they're like hey you know we think um you have functional neurological disorder and you know i kind of explained it earlier but it's like when my body is having problems receiving messages from my nervous system and i'm kind of stuck in that um flight or or i think it's called flight or fright mode or something like that fight flight freeze (laughs) yeah 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 my body was kind of stuck in that yeah so i was at cleveland clinic for about eight days um they were trying to get me to walk with a walker i was kind of doing good but i kept falling um, I couldn't even write my name or pick up a paintbrush and that really like scared me because I was just like, dude, what? Like Yeah. So what? <laughs> I I guess can I ask you a question? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when you found all this out, did you have any like healthy coping skills to help you get through it? So yeah, actually Cleveland Clinic is great. It's one of the best, like they have just great like things to just help you. They have an arts program, they have all kinds of stuff. So people were actually coming into me daily trying to help me. Um, the arts program, like I was trying to paint, you know, I, I was having troubles with the paintbrush, but I still ended up just painting with my finger. So that was <laughs> nice. kind of dope. They had a music program that came in to just help me with different sounds. Um, just all kinds of stuff. I had to do physical therapy, occupational therapy, and speech therapy. 
Wow. I had to do all those. But yeah, that those were the things to kind of cope with me while I was like in the hospital. And then um, when I got released, so I was actually supposed to go to a nursing home. It was that bad. What? I was supposed to go to a nursing home at 26 years old. Wow. Um, but the problem was um, they don't really take people that young, I guess. I don't know. My caseworker yeah. was, you know, looking in the Cleveland Clinic areas, even Cleveland or areas around like Finley to get me into a skilled nursing uh, yeah. rehab facility and nobody would take me. So I had to like get the strength to use the walker more, walk down halls. Um, Cause I lived in a three third story apartment building. So I had to oh try to, gosh. <laughs> yeah, girl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was a journey, but my physical therapist in the hospital loved him. He was really like helping me to stay motivated and just kind of keep going. Wow. You know, this is only temporary. Just keep going. And he was like my really like strong foundation when I, when I was in the hospital. So I was able to go home, but I had to have home health care. Come see me. Yep, every week. Wow, mm-hmm. at 26. At 26 years old, yeah. I went from being very mobile, you know, doing my thing, driving, all this, going back and forth to work, you know, going out and hanging out with my friends to, like, literally nothing. I had to have the room dark, my like, my apartment super dark, um, and just kind of, like, rest. And I was not – I'm like, dude, I'm not used to this. Like, I'm a mom. I work. Like, I'm – and just being able to, like, you got to just sit still, Destiny. Like, you got to sit still. You can't do anything. It was – man. But – Yeah, I was going to say, what was that, like – what was that transition like? Because, like <sighs> – I don't even I don't even sit like when I got the cold like I can't even, I can't even chill for a day with the cold like it was hard I went into a very a very dark place um when I was in the hospital they diagnosed me with also um CPTSD major depression disorder general anxiety as well um but I was like well I was just hit in the head like really hard you know um they were trying to put me on depression medication in the hospital and I did try it to see if it would help all I did was get sick I got sick, kept throwing up, uh, having sweats and stuff. And I was like, no, yeah. take it. Take it off. Like, I don't know. I don't want this. Gosh you know? darn. Yeah. But I was just like, you know, how would they try to, like, I'm trying to heal from a concussion and also, like, the F&D stuff. So it's just like, how are you guys going to put me on a medication and then not try to really heal, like, the concussion part? I just didn't really understand it, you know? Yeah. I mean, I feel like there were, you had, like, there was a, there's a whole lot of stuff going on, like, all at yeah. the same time there. Like, that's a... That's a lot. Like, I give you a lot of credit for, like... Thanks. For sure. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it wasn't sure. easy. And I'm, I'm, I'm impressed. Oh, thanks. It, like I said, it wasn't easy. And um, like I said, I, I did go into a dark place because I was just like, dude, I don't want my kids here. Like, I, they, they're, like, my motivation for, like, everything. So it, they weren't even there. And I was just like, man, like, just watching movies over and over. And I'm like, bro, like, I don't want this to be, like, my life for the rest of my life. Like, just, you know, what the heck? So... Um, I did get into my psychotherapist and I love him. He's great. Um, I've been seeing him since March and he definitely has helped me in a lot of ways to just kind of get back to, you know, the real destiny. So like during this, um, dark time that you talked about and stuff, like what, um, like, I guess like what was your, I don't want to say like what kept you going, but like what, like, uh, like what were, what were you looking, looking to and, um, like what? You know, I know you mentioned that you've gotten connected with a good therapist and stuff, but like. Yeah, so um, what kind of really helped me was honestly music and God. Um, you know, I've kind of been always 
religious, but not like 100%. You know, I grew up going to church and stuff like that and everything. Yeah. But like, I've never been through anything like this in my life before. So I just felt like I didn't have certain friends I could even talk to. Like my friends that were my friends, they all like went bye-bye. Like they just went bye-bye. They were gone. Like That's so frustrating. And it was, yeah. it was, it was hard because I'm just like, wow, like y'all were supposed to be my real friends and family. And it's just like y'all like just. Where you at? <laughs> where you at? I just, yeah. Like once I got this, it's just like nobody, you know, really wanted to be around me anymore. And it just, that really hurt. But yeah, just um, music and God, I actually, so I'll kind of just go a little bit on with the story. Yeah. So um, I had to do follow-up appointments at Cleveland Clinic. So I had to take caps because I'm not able to drive because of my seizures. Um, so I ended up taking a cab to Cleveland Clinic, do my follow-ups. They were like, yeah, everything looks okay. Just, you know, get into therapy. We'll do an EEG. An EEG is like a study of like your seizures and stuff. So I had to end up going back like two months later to do uh, another hospital stay to figure out what was causing them. Um, but on the way home, <laughs> a cat or a lady ran a stop sign and hit the side of the cab. What? What? Yes. A lady, uh, I guess I think she was on her phone or something. I don't I fell asleep in the back of the cab because I was just tired. Like, it's a two-hour drive. Yeah. So I was just like, you know, I'm tired. I've been up early. Fell asleep, and I woke up in a field. <laughs> I, yeah, I woke up in a field with blood coming down from my head. Oh, um, my Paramedics, gosh. yeah, people Bro. trying to put blankets on me to stay warm because it was in uh, January, you know, so it was a bit nipply else. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I'm sorry. I just you cannot catch a break here. Yeah, yeah. no. I my know. my I jaw is it. dropped for everybody yeah. who cannot see it. Yeah, I was gonna say Amanda and I, who <laughs> usually cannot stop talking, are both here, right. jaws open. Wow, that is. Oh my man. gosh! It was, uh, just very interesting because, like I said, I woke up and I'm like, huh? Like I remember being in the car and now, like I'm outside yeah. in the field, freezing, and there's blood coming down from my head. <sighs> So it had to take me to, I think it was like near Sandusky. I think it was like uh, some type of fire hospital. I don't even know. Fireland. But yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's what it was called. Yeah. Um, we're not going to talk about them. Anyway, um, <laughs> I'll just, so I went there. Um, I did have to get stitches. Um, I had to get stitches and they told me I had another concussion. Oh my gosh. I had another concussion in the next brain. You weren't playing the lottery at this time, were you? No, I was not, man. Okay. Nope, I was not. <laughs> and I was just like, okay, like, which ex-boyfriend did I do something bad to? Like, somebody's doing bad juju, something. Is, I, who hates you? This man. Is a, who has my voodoo doll type of Literally, yeah. I just, I couldn't understand it. I couldn't understand it. But the significance, so, um, the day before that happened, I actually got baptized. Oh, so the day, yeah, the day before that appointment and everything, and I got in that accident, I was baptized. Um, I didn't know it was baptism day. Actually, I kind of it was my first day back to church, and I was like, you know, this is great. And then I saw the baptism, uh, the baptized sign up sheet, and I was like, okay, you know, maybe I want to do this. Just I just need, you know, I'm not going back to anything that was like in my past anymore, and I kind of just wanted to move forward and grow my faith stronger with God. Yeah. So, um, you know, and then I actually found out they were doing it that day. I, I did drive myself to church. It was not supposed to, but I did because I really wanted to go. <laughs> um, I went back to my car and I was just like, fuck it. Like, I'm just going to go and do it and get it done with. So I got baptized and it just, I don't know. It was, it was a great feeling, just feeling like, you know, everything that I've been through in my past life, I'm not carrying that anymore. So this is like the start of my healing journey. 
So it was great. And then the next day, the car accident. And I'm like, what the heck? Like, (laughs) what? Like, what? What are we doing here? But yeah, so. Wow. Having the two concussions and then getting diagnosed with FND with non-epileptic seizures. So I went to another doctor and he told me, he's like, listen, you got a one to two year recovery. He's like, your injuries are equivalent to a boxer's injury or a football injury. So you're not going to be able to drive. Um, You're going to have troubles focusing, um, learning and stuff. So you need to just kind of Stay strong while you can, but you also need to take it slow and just really take the time to rest. And just hearing the rest, I'm like, man, this ain't me. Like, I'm not, I'm always just go. But I'm like, you know what? I feel like I really need, I need to just rest. You know, this is the time to really just focus on me and, you know, my faith and, you know, my healing journey. So, yeah. That's a great, like, perspective like i really appreciate that perspective like that's Mm -hmm. and like the sexual abuse aspect like i've for the longest time i just never wanted to talk about it um or anything like that so i feel like man this is the time i really need to like work through it because it it needs to happen if not i'm not going to heal so yeah yeah absolutely wow what how were things then after that like second car accident like Worse. It, uh, yeah. Great. Same. great. So they <laughs> actually stopped my physical therapy because I kept having more seizures. I had two to three. Oh my. A week. Gosh. Yeah. So I just kept, yep. Like we'd be doing physical therapy and then boop, I just go into one. Yep. I couldn't. I was having troubles focusing, yeah. my hearing sensitivity, loud noises and stuff. I'd go into one. Um, it was just bad. I was just like, great. Here we go. Um, and I thought, you know, I was like, oh, I'm going to get better soon. Then I'll be able to go back to work. Nope. 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 So it sucked. I kind of had to like sit myself down. I'm like, I have to make a game plan, like what I'm going to do in the next year or two. So it sucks. I had to lose my car. Um, I had to lose my fur- my fully furnished apartment that I just got everything for like the year before. Wow. Um, so yeah, and I moved back into my mom's house. So it was just not ideal for me, but I was just like, you know what? I feel like sometimes you have to lose things to gain more, if that makes right. sense. No, yeah, that's... That's a good perspective. Given it, it was really hard because I was just like, man, I worked so hard for this car. I worked so hard for like my spot. Like this was my right. safe place. Like this was my safe place when yeah. I didn't want to be around anybody or I just wanted to, you know, it was my safe spot. Growing up, I didn't have that. I never had a place that was safe for me, like at right. all. I, I didn't think so. I was always uh, triggered and just always, you know, just in my own head, but I never had a safe place. So it was really hard for me to give my apartment up because, like, that was home for me. While we were talking about, like, moving back in with your mom and stuff, like, I was, I, like, I'm a little curious if you don't want to talk about it. Like, what, like, how was, th- how was that for you? Like, um, so me and my mom, we do not have the greatest relationship. And it is because of my sexual abuse trauma. Um, um, I will just say I was abused in her care. Okay. And okay. when I found out about, like, the med- – or not the medical documents, the documents, like, from the police station. So my mom, um, she played a role. She took me back <sighs> home to where everything happened. She was supposed to put in a safety plan for me if I was to go back to stay with her, and she didn't. She refused a safety plan. Oh, my gosh. 
So reading that and seeing that and knowing that, because I'm a mom, so it's just like, I'm like, what? Like, how could you? Like, just how could you? Like, I'm a seven-year-old. Like, my daughter's going to be seven um, in two months, and I'm just like, I I see a lot of her in me, and I'm just, I'm like, how could you? So it is, um, I do get triggered a lot with her. We get in arguments and stuff. Um, And I think it's a real reality check for her because she's like, wow, like my daughter developed a whole neurological disorder because I put her through this. So she does deflect a lot. Um, You know, I didn't realize she like, you know how they say like how certain childhood traumas shape your relationships like later on in life. Yeah. Yeah. That is a thing. Like, let me tell you, that is a thing. Oh yeah. (laughs) Like (laughs) my mom was very narcissistic and very abusive. Um, and I never realized that to like, like I said, like later on in life, um, very manipulative and stuff. And I was just like, wow, this was like supposed to be my mom. And you just put me, you kept putting me in danger. Um, so it just, it really kind of sucks, but I'm trying to mend the relationship. Um, but it's, it's, it's going to take some time, but I also don't know if I want to keep trying to repair that relationship because I feel like I'm putting all the effort in and she's not. That's fair. And that's like a very like difficult. Yeah. Like, I mean, like I know a lot of people and like I have experienced like kind of cutting like familial ties and stuff. Mm -hmm. And like, it's, it's difficult, man. It it is difficult. And it's just like, you know, I don't want to keep her grandchildren from her and stuff like that. But at the same time, I need to do what's healthy for my family because this is my family. Absolutely. And we do get into um, disagreements because she's like, well, I would have done this. And okay, well you had your chance. This is my chance now. And I want to make the best decisions for my children. Like right now they, um, I currently have shared parenting with their father and we co-parent great. Finally. Um, that's awesome, but it's nice. He's really understanding and his new person's really understanding. So that everyone's like, we're just a team and it's nice. Um, but because of me having my seizures and stuff, I don't think it's best for them to stay with me right now because one, I don't want them experiencing that. And two, it's, it's hard. Like I, I need a solid support foundation system and I don't have that with any of my family right now. You know, I do have my dad and my brother that help me out a lot, but when it comes to like, I need help with a sitter or, Hey, my head hurts today or, Hey, I had a seizure, you know, I need help with my kids. It's, I don't have that. And I don't want to neglect them in any type of way. So, and it also has to relate back to like what I've been through and I'm like, uh, uh, I ain't doing this to my kids. Absolutely. Um, I was going to say, do you have any, um, like, support system outside of your family currently? Um, I do have a couple of friends. I have people at church and stuff. They've really been supportive, you know, um, helping me take me to doctor's appointments and kind of just being there with me, you know, to talk and stuff because I just, you know, this has been a very lonesome journey. It's been very lone, but I like it because it sucks that it happened, but I'm opening my eyes to a lot of things like the people that were around me before just weren't good people and just were trying to use me for certain things and you know I do still have people that are like actually genuine and like hey destiny like I actually care about you you know but I my trust issues like have been so like fucked up and I'm just like all right well you got to prove it to me you know yeah I mean rightfully so that's what I was just gonna say I mean yeah like at this point like shit you gotta earn it because like Wow. Yeah. That's a, that's a lot to go through by yourself. And then people come, I mean, realistically people come out of the woodwork when it comes to like dark times, but 
That's the only time that they come out of the woodwork. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. No, yeah. And it's just like when you're in your dark time, they try to manipulate you and yeah. use you any type they can just yeah. to get like their own. And I'm just like, wow, like just wow. I, I could never, like me as a person, the person that I am, I could never. That's just not my heart. It's not my no. soul. And I just, I don't know why, why, just why, you know? Yeah. A lot of people I wish have I a, had a... <laughs> Wish I had an answer for you, right, but you yeah, know, yeah, bro, right. I see a lot of people in a day and I'm still trying to figure that out. Right. So, um, but yeah, I know I do. I have some friends at church and, um, awesome. do you have some friends? I used to live in Pennsylvania. Um, Hey, where at? Uh, Sorry. I'm from PA. Poconos. <laughs> okay. You know where that's at? Yeah. Yeah. I used to live in the East Stroudsburg area in Mount Pocono. Wow. That's wild. I'm yeah. from below Harrisburg. Oh, okay. So. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah. My kid's dad, he Small lives in world. up in the Poconos right now. And I do have like an aunt, uncle, um, I used to live with them when I was in high school, oh. but yeah, I know. Yep. Um, I'm actually thinking about moving back sometime, but I'm trying to get like this whole situation off, yeah. like, <laughs> you know, workers comp and all that. Um, but that's where my kids are going to be staying for right now. So it's like, I kind of want to generate back towards that area, but it's so expensive up there. Yeah. It's so expensive. It's like $1,800 for like a two bedroom. Yeah. Not including utilities. Cost of living should be criminal. Yeah, it is. It is, and I'm just like, man, how am I gonna do this? So, I don't know. Like I said, I'm gonna try to get the business plan for the food truck going. Um, maybe play some music. I actually was looking up ideas last night. So, photo boothing is a thing. Like buying a photo booth and just renting it out to like oh yeah bridal parties and birthdays and nah I'm here for the food truck <laughs> I'm, I'm here for the both. taco truck man I was just saying I, yeah I support I support both but I support both as but, long as yeah. the tacos are happening too that's right what yeah no they're definitely they're gonna happen I actually like um so I was like kind of doing them out of my apartment like two years ago and stuff just for some extra cash um because my kids dad wasn't paying support at the time so I was trying to figure out how uh. to pay for $200 on daycare a week Oof. for my son um, with working my other job as well. So, but no, they came in clutch. I kind of just, you know, learned a recipe and then kind of tweaked it my own. But yeah, every time I do it, like I, I get a lot of people and I usually sell out quick. Yo, hit me up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, yeah, hit a man up so I can. <laughs> right. No, I got you. I got you. I got you. Burrito tacos. You already know. Oh. Uh, have you oh. ever had empanadas? Yeah. I make those too. Oh. I make those too, baby. Oh. Oh yeah, big mama over here. Yeah, man. Uh, now you're speaking. Yeah, now you're speaking our language. <laughs> no, all right. I okay, like I do. Podcast over. Yeah. We're done. You're cooking for us. Yeah. All right. Um. No, I actually. I sorry. I do wanna gear us gear us back here. Um. I did. If you if you would be if you would be willing. Um. I know. Like I'm sure. Well, I know a lot of people out there are kind of stuck in those situations where like. Um, like issues with parents in like situations that they're, you know, rather, rather stuck in. So I guess like, how do you, how did you kind of emotionally navigate that? Like moving back in and everything, because like, I did not want to do it. I was trying to find any other person to stay with or, um, like my aunt, uncle, friends. I was trying to like, I did, did not want to go back there because some of the abuse did happen in that house. So I was, I do get flashbacks and stuff like that. So it was, I was like, nope, this will be my last option. And unfortunately it was my last option, but I was like, you know, maybe this could be a way to help me heal from my trauma. I was like, it's either going to do two things, make it worse or help me heal. (laughs) Yeah. So I kind of was just like, all right, God, like this is what I'm supposed to do. And I was like, maybe like this could remember, um, 
amend our relationship and, you know, we can be stronger again. But I don't know. I don't know. So it's a work in progress right now for sure. That's fair. That's fair. I respect that. Um, Well, I guess I wanted to give you the, the like, is there um, is there more that you would like to share? Because I feel like we've kind of. Um, I guess, yeah. So I kind of, let's, let's yeah. bring it back to I am somebody. Yeah, please. So, Take it away. <laughs> um, you know, regardless of my diagnosis, you know, my CPTSD, my MDD, general anxiety, um, FND with non-epileptic seizures, you know, I still am somebody, I believe, you know, this journey sucks, but it's healing and I, I'm going to find destiny, you know, we're working on it and, but it's great. I love it. I really, I love it. Like everybody's, there's some people that I'll talk to. They're like, honestly, Destiny, if I was like, I don't know, I would have turned to drugs or something by now. They're like, how do you do it? And I was just like, just keeping my faith, honestly. Um, growing up, like, you know, I did have family members that did have addictions. And I told myself, I was like, no, I'm not doing that. So like when it came to like the doctors, like, oh yeah, get on this medicine. Nope, mm -mm, we ain't doing that. Unless I know it's going to help. Like I'm always open to trying new things. I will always try something at least once. Yeah. But if I know my body is not reacting good with it, I stop it cold turkey. So, um, but yeah, I, I still am somebody. I still have a purpose and I'm still on this journey. And I, you know, I believe people that are going through similar situations, like you guys are still some somebody, like you are still a person regardless of your diagnosis, regardless of your mental illnesses, you know, you got going on. Do not let anybody tell you you are not somebody because you are. You just kind of got to believe it. Keep telling yourself that and just kind of get to get your strength. I know it can be hard sometimes, but, you know, hopefully my words can be some encouragement to you. That was beautifully I was said. Say, I have I have a tear welling. That yeah. was <laughs> that was that was really good. Uh, yeah, you're hired. Great. Because <laughs> cool, I'm unemployed. <laughs> Man. Uh, yeah. Wow. That. That's beautiful. I like really. Yeah, I'm. 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 I'm I like. I don't know. I don't want to sound weird, but like, I'm. I'm impressed. I think you have a really, really beautiful outlook on things. Thank you. Thank um, you. Yeah, yeah. I, I try to be because, like, you know, I don't want to be miserable. I don't want to. I just don't like. I don't want to live that part of my life anymore. I'm just really kind of yeah. just blossom into this beautiful butterfly. Absolutely. Well, hell yeah. Yeah. Because I am somebody. Yeah, she's, 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 she's good. She's tired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, seriously though, given everything that you've been through, it's super I always say it, but it's super empowering to hear you speak such good such good words on life and yourself um that yeah. not everybody could yeah. If that makes any sense. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. not easy. Like that. Yeah. Like yeah. I, 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 I see the amount of like work you've put in to, yeah. to, to be where you are now. Oh yeah. I'm constantly, you know, even though I can't work right now and drive right now, I still try to stay active. Like, you know, I'm going to the gym. I'm walking two miles to the gym every other day there and back. Wow. Yep. Going Girl. to the gym. I'm doing volunteer projects. Um, you know, I'm just trying to keep myself busy because I just don't, I don't want to stay in that mindset because it can creep up on you if you let it. Yeah. It'll, cr it'll creep it sure up does. on you. Yes. So I try to just like remind myself, um, I practice mindfulness a lot. Um, meditation, I'm working on that with my psychotherapist. 
Um, I journal, but I also write music. So I've just been doing that, just kind of keep me busy and just really focusing on the health aspects of my life that I need to focus more on. So that's why I said this journey sucks, but I needed, <laughs> this needed to happen because I wasn't doing it before. Right. Yeah. Wow. Well, I'm proud of you. Thank you. S- super, yeah, me too. <laughs> super awesome. That's what I like really, I seriously like, like, I don't want to get on like, like all right, just give me just a brief moment here. Um, <laughs> that, that's like what I, like, I really, really love this podcast and just like, like, I'm very grateful to like hear people's awesome stories and like, you know, I, it just like, like, I don't know, like while we've been talking about heavy stuff and everything, like, I just feel so, like... You know, I hope you also are feeling good right now. But like, yeah, I like, is, I'm excited yeah. to like go this conquer my day now, man. Yeah, like, yeah, no, yeah. I never. I mean, I never thought in a million years I'd be on a podcast like kind of sharing <laughs> my story. Yeah. Um, but I, I like it. And like I said, I hope it um, helps somebody out there that's going through similarities, struggling with sexual abuse um, that they went through or could be currently going through. Um, you know, it wasn't easy, especially when it was family members. So. Yeah, but I hope this helps. Yeah. And I do have a little question here that I would like to ask. Okay. Um, so what do you, um, like, I know it's kind of a big question. What do you hope for, like, the future for, like, yourself, people in similar similar boats? You kind of already answered some of my other, like, nice wrap-up questions here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, so I just, I don't know. I want to hear, like, what, 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 what are you hoping for the future for your community, yourself, like, your peers? Yeah, so hopefully in the future I see myself kind of advocating a lot more. Before I, I'm being like, uh-uh, no. But no, I definitely, like, I feel like my voice could really help other people out there. And I'd love to get into Absolutely. some volunteer projects with um, maybe open arms, um, you know, with you guys more, um, you know, just kind of advocating on sexual yeah. abuse <laughs> and children of sexual abuse. And, um, yeah, just kind of doing work like that. That's awesome. That's awesome. Gosh. And FND, because FND is not talked about a lot. And I'm actually a part of a Facebook group. There's over like eight thousand people on it that have F and D. Wow. Yeah. I, I was gonna say that's what like I'm kind of yeah. shocked that this was like the first time I've heard about it because Dude, yeah. like I mean like I, like I don't know like I'm I'm I went to school for year like years yeah. like I'm a like yeah. I don't know like I feel like I should know about this right, and like yeah. weird that I don't uh, and well I especially had, when it deal lot when it deals with like the neurological system and yeah, stuff like yeah. that um being being social work you learn yeah about the neurological system and it's not like it's not talked about because like some doctors believe just like oh it's all in their head they're kind of just making it up and the doctors are like no this actually like there's something wrong with their nervous system and you have to look into their history of why their nervous system is like this and mine is because of my sexual abuse trauma so yeah yeah yeah, I definitely feel like this is something yeah, important for people to know about. Yeah, yeah most in the area, like Finley, like I remember going to Blanchard Valley, they're like, what's FND? Like, what's that? Like, you made that up. Like, I was like, no, I want to play with Like, best <laughs> doctors, you know? Yeah. It's, but I, yeah, I'd like to be an advocate for FND as well. I, I love that. I love everything yeah. for you, but not. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I love all of this. Jeez, <laughs> <Yeah>. beats. <laughs> Man, wow! Thank you so much. This is great. Do you have any any par- any parting words of wisdom for our for our lovely um, listeners out there? Um, just keep being you. Just keep being you. And like I said, don't let anybody tell you anything different. You know, just because you're going through some hard times, it doesn't define you. Just keep being your beautiful self because you still are somebody nailed it nailed it 
Mic drop. Yeah. Um, thank you so much, Destiny, for coming on <laughs> thank today. Thank you. Thank you. Um, before yeah. we go, is there anything that you would like last minute thrown in there? I mean, I know Larissa just made you give a whole mic drop, but yeah. <laughs> is there anything that you would like to pick the mic back up for? Um, just, I don't know. I mean, if you guys are really interested in my story, just kind of keep out. Maybe there'll be a part two, maybe. Yeah. Ooh, I like that. I like this. Yeah. And, um, yeah, just I've been working on some music. Hopefully one night I can get the courage to perform at Open Mic at Amici. Um, you guys can come out and see me. like but that. Yeah, until then it's probably just going to be karaoke night. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Respectable. Yeah, we'll, we'll keep an eye out for you at, at Open Mic Night. There are friends at Amici. Shout out to Coffee and Michi. Yes. Thanks, John, for keeping us caffeinated here yes. on the podcast. Well, all sugared up over there. I was going to say me decaffed. <laughs> but, um, oh man but yeah thank you coming thank you for coming on today thank and you guys yeah I'd lo- i'm loving being the guest you guys are very homey and i like it we like love it. when larissa oh, yeah. and i get that yeah, yes no it's definitely this is a great space it's it's i love it i thought i was kind of nervous i'm not gonna lie i was nervous yeah. and i was like well it's a big thing to like it you is, know like yeah. just kind of put that and out i was there. nervous <laughs> about like oversharing because i was talking to my therapist but he's like well just don't overshare just kind of do what you're comfortable with so yeah. I'm kind of nervous about that, but no, nah, this is, I mean, this is safe. There's no flashing lights. There's no <laughs> nothing. So I'm just like, boom. All right. But sweet. Yeah. Awesome. So. Thank you so much. Thank you yeah. again. Yeah. This is thank great. you. And thank you, Larissa, for being my fabulous co-host today. Of course, buddy. Anything Shout for out you, to Larissa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But sweet. yeah, you guys. Yeah. I think. Peace out. Toodles. See you next time. You have been listening to the I Am Somebody podcast. If you are in a mental health crisis, call the Suicide and Crisis Hotline at 988. You can also connect with a crisis counselor by texting HOME, H-O-M-E, to 741-741. In Hancock County, Ohio, you can call the crisis line at 888-936-7116. For Hancock County, Ohio residents, you can contact Focus Recovering Wellness Community at 419-423-5071. NAMI, Hancock County, can be reached at 567-525-3435. LGBTQ plus support can be found at LGBTQ plus Spectrum of Finley by emailing contact at spectrumoffinleylgbt.org. Outside of Hancock County, Use the internet to find local recovery community organizations or your local NAMI chapter. LGBTQ plus youth can call the Trevor Hotline for support at 866-488-7386. If you are a victim of domestic violence, call 800-799-7233 or the Open Arms Hotline at 419-422-4766. If you are the victim of sexual assault, please call 800-656-4673. Marketing support was provided by Amber Keir of the Hysteria Company. I am your compare, Brooke Nissen. The song used is A Walk in the Light by Zach Fletcher and is used under permission of the copyright holder. This podcast was made possible by the support of Associated Charities, the Finley Hancock Community Foundation, the Hancock County Board of Alcohol, Drug Addiction, and Mental Health Services, and donors like you. 
If you'd like to support this podcast, please visit our website at IamSomebodyPodcast.org. Thank you for listening. I am somebody.